गुरुदेवाय देवे मतृक्ष मंगल मंगल भक्ता बृंदेव्यो सर्वोकाय मंगल ओं स्थापकाय चर्म सेवर्मस्वरूपिणे अवतार वरिष्ठा रामकृष्णा मंगल ओं सराशिव सरंभम शंकरचार मध्यम अश्मरचार प्रायंदम वंदे गुरु परम परम गुरुब्रह्म गुरु विष्णु गुरुदेव महेश्वर गुरुरेव परम ब्राह्मण तस्मै श्री गुरुवे नमः श्री गणेश शारद गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम श्री हरि जय मां तो वी पिक अप वी लेफ्ट ऑफ लास्ट वीक एंड टॉकिंग अबाउट द दिस इज आवर सीरीज ऑफ टॉक्स ऑन द इंट्रोडक्शन टू काली पूजा आई डोंट नो व्हाट नंबर वी आर ऑन प्रोबेबली लाइक 16 और समथिंग और 17 आई एम नॉट श्योर Last, I didn't pay notice. Um, so last week we finished uh, the, uh, the last couple of meetings. We finished the worship of Sri Ramakrishna, the worship of Holy Mother Sharada Devi, and the worship of Vivekananda. And of course, they're part of our tradition and the Dakshinetra tradition, the Ramakrishna tradition, where Thakur Man Samajir always worshipped uh, along with the Divine Mother. And we also talked a little bit about the importance of worshiping them. in connection to divine mother we'll go we'll probably continue that as we in the next couple weeks go on but finally after so many meetings we finally have gotten to something that resembles kali puja <laughs> we've been doing gen- all these purification mantras uh, purifying the sea purifying the body purifying the atmosphere removing of ghosts purifying the alphabet purifying the bo- you know nyasas and all these wonderful things and then worship of directional deities worship of the deities of the door worship of the deities of the seat Worshiping the deities on the shrine, worshiping all these collection of, 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 of the panchadevatas. We talked a lot about you know, those importance of these five. Uh, so finally, now in our puja book, it starts. It's labeled Kali Puja officially. So, uh, um, and so it starts with Antar Pitta Nyasa. So Pit Pitta or Pit uh, Pitta Pitta Nyasa is Pitta means anybody know Pitta? Like Shakti Shakun, place place is a very good description. I'm not sure. I'm I, I cannot guarantee, but I even think a word like pit may come from it. You know, if you trust the sound. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not exactly sure, but it's like it's like a place where something is, you know, something like that in a certain sense, something like that. But we I maybe this is the way I remembered when I first learned. Oh, that reminds me of another word that, like a, a place where something is. You know, and pitam. Uh, seat is a good, uh, um, uh, and so the famous thing we call you've heard of the Shakti Pitams. This is where, where uh, Mother Parvati, when her body, when she, when she, when no, when Mother Sati gave up her body in in the Daksha's Yagya, uh, it says that uh, Shiva was dancing around in grief with her lifeless body, and when Shiva dances, Shiva dances creation, but then when Shiva dances, the world is destroyed, and it was being destroyed prematurely. And so it said, Vishnu came with his chakra, his his um, Sudarshan chakra, and began to chop up her body into smaller pieces. And as it chopped off a piece, it chopped off a finger and it fell. And chopped next finger and it fell. Chopped off a wrist and it fell. And where it fell to earth, that place became a Shakti a Shakti Pitam, a place a place where Shakti is. And so those places, another term we use is like um, um, uh. uh Like Swayambhu, there's like a self-manifested holy place. We would find, you know, would you you find a holy? Oh, this is a beautiful place. Has auspicious signs. 
and we do, and then you have an image made, and you do consecration rituals and purification, which is to like we did here, to establish its place as a place of shakti worship. But these shakti pitams, the place was chosen not by not by human choice. It was they were discovered. All these who were the, the body parts of the divine mother fell. Now it's interesting. I remember I took a class many many years ago at UC Berkeley on geog geography of religion. The geography of religion. I didn't. Unfortunately, I couldn't. It conflicted with other classes, so I couldn't. Couldn't keep the class. I took a few. I wanted to at least sit in a few. With a, I don't remember the professor. A very famous professor. Old age is hitting, <laughs> forgetting these these important people. But he. Uh, but I remember one of the points he brought up in the very first lecture: the Shaktipitans, as an example of, of of geography and religion, where he says that the the mythological realm. Right uh, is grafted onto the physical physical uh, space through uh, uh, in, in, and in Shakti Pita, the perfect example. We have this ancient story that's metaphys- metaphysical story. Can't just say mythological. It's like beyond. It's a, it's not a, a historical in the normal sense. It's a metaphysical story about incorporeal uh, 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 in, in realities. You know. Uh, uh, told in, in in a mystical meta, um, uh, language, but yet we can go, you can go to Calcutta and go to a place. Well, this is where her finger fell, or you can go to the Himalayas and this is where yeah, I've been to a place where her nose ring fell, right? Where her one of her toes fell, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, uh. And so there's there's a couple lists. There's several lists. Normally we think of there, there's a common list of fifty Shakti Pitams, right? Uh, that's the most common list, 50, 54, usually 50. But the Devi Bhagavatam lists those 50 in, in the Devi Gita, but also lists, right? You, you have the, the Devi Gita? Did you get that? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, maybe somebody, somebody in our group just recently got Devi Gita, which I love. And, uh, but the, cha- the Devi, where the Devi Gita usually starts, it starts the chapter after the Shaktipitam discussion. The previous page is the final list, and it lists 100 also. So it's like so. Then we have the normal list, but 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 then there's a great question when the when the divine when the um, the gods get the abode, get the darshan of Devi in the Devi Gita, uh, um, they ask they ask her what is your place and what is your time, where should we where do you exist and when do you should we worship, and one of my favorite lines I quote all the time it says all times are my times and all places are my places, right? So every place is her place, every time is her time, but since you asked, there are auspicious times. And especially us, uh, powerful places, and then she mentions the Shakti Pitams, right, as an examples and auspicious times with Amavasya and Purnima and Ekadasi and Navaratri and Shivaratri and you know all the important days that are by time and place. But the, the uh, these Shakti Pitams, it's really it's uh, um, since ancient times this was considered like a place where the Divine Mother dwells. And so, Pitam is this place, but another, but so we have these ancient sites that are Shakti Pitams. But we also, but like a Kali Mandir, we always joke that we're going to, one way we're going to advertise that one drop of nectar during the, uh, the, the churning of the ocean or during the fight of the, uh, was, was Parvati or something, fell to Laguna Beach. And we recently discovered it. it felt, you know, so this is a, and actually, this is, there's, some, there's some places like Adya Pit, is, oh, this is really a, a Shakti Pitam. It's not in anybody's list. Some mystic said, oh, they discovered some part of Ma fell here, right, or like this. And uh, so we, but 
so we if we say such a thing, maybe it's true. Maybe maybe this place is we found this place because she was here in a special place, in a special way, is waiting to be uncovered and be worshipped here in the canyon. I can feel that. I can see that that that's a reasonable uh, uh, thing. But whatever it is we. She's here. How did we we installed her here, right? We we've created an altar, a, a vessel, right? A seat for her, an asan, shinghasan, the lion throne, right? And so, but what what is that even like? What, 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 shakti, maha shakti, para shakti, supreme god, supreme power of everything. It's everywhere, and yet you're going to establish her in one particular place completely. This is the idea, right? So. So this is a very beautiful shrine. The wood part, the black wood part, was made by uh, Swami Atmagyanananda in Chibuko Monastery many years ago. He's now in Washington. So that's made by holy man. The white part was the personal shrine of uh, Das Prabhu and Koshigupa, the saintly, very saintly people. And so, but it's made of wood. The bottom part, I think, is probably particle board. I think you know, the top part is painted wood, you know, and very beautiful. But it was it's made from stuff from Home Depot, you know, moldings and things like that. How beautiful they did it! But if you look at it, it's actually all little things you can buy now at Home Depot. It's so artistically done. And then Mazda, and of course the image was hand carved by 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 an expert sculptor. But is that a sufficient? Is a wood from Home Depot <laughs> sufficient to hold? The Parashakti, the supreme power, the supreme consciousness of the universe, right? So that's the seat, right? But it can't just be that, right? What is what is, what is it that we worship as a shrine, as a deity, as the, as the asana, as a holy place, the tirta, as a temple? So here it starts, antar pitta nyasa. Nyasa means to consecrate. We've used, we've talked about nyasa before, and we'd, we're consecrating the fingers, consecrating the body parts, it's the alphabet. Remember, we had a long, several, uh, several meetings on nyasa. So this is the consecration of the of the altar or the or the seat. But it starts with antar antar pita nyasa. Antar means inside. So and then there after the in, after this there'll be in, the next section will be bahir pita nyasa. There is the inner altar has to be consecrated, and then that the outer altar has to be consecrated. Right. So you don't start. We start. I mean, we polish, we clean, we sprinkle, and decorate everything like that. But actually, in puja, it starts. The heart is the ultimate throne. We enthrone, uh, 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 visualizing. We visualize it in our in our we say in our heart. We do this like this is our heart or something. Our hearts. I don't know. This big <laughs> muscle pumping, <laughs> you know, uh, pumping blood throughout the body. So that is that big muscle pumping blood throughout the body. Is that really? The real seat of, of Parashakti, it seems unlikely, right? So the, that heart is something, but that's not what we mean by heart. When we say, oh, the heart of something is the center of something. And so often we do, like, our heart is here, right? And why do we do that? Because this is kind of like, seems to be our, our emotional center, right? Kind of the center of our being, right? Uh, but actually, if you think, like, neurologically, our hearts up here somewhere, right? <laughs> the center of our, like, the like center of our awareness is some magic that happens you know, dancing, the dance inside the brain, it seems, right? But yet we, and actually you'll see Swami Chaitanya when he gives a talk. He says one must purify uh, one's, one's, one's actions, right? He'll, one's, one's actions, one's speech, and one's mind. Interesting, he always says, he always puts, he always puts the mind, he always, it's a very, we say mind is here, because we have a Western view of the brain, 
as the mind is some kind of other part of the brain, some byproduct of the brain. But the, but very often Indians will say the mind they point to their that that it's like the center of their identity, of their conscious being, right? So we we do it emotionally, our emotional heart and our intellectual. We've sep- we're a little bit separated and bifurcated, of course, right? Uh, uh, <coughs> so the heart is not just the the stomach, the the, the muscle, the blood pumping organ. It's the very center of our being, and so like in in yoga and tantra, we have we have a chakra there, right? Which is called anahata chakra, right? That's also significant when we go into that. So that's not over here; it's in the center, right? And visualized in the center, and of course we visualize it as like a a, a twelve petal lotus, right? Uh, uh, uh. But you know, Swami Shivananda says that you can if you operate. People have not. If we have, people have operated, people have operated on all the organs, the spine, and dug in like that, and they don't. They don't find any twelve-petaled anything <laughs> in there, right? There's something to it. There's a cluster of nerves that, uh, and actually, in, in the tradition of the of the kind of subtle anatomy of uh, uh, there's a correspondence, right? There's clusters. Our bodies are arranged. We believe yogis believe around our astral body. So it's that's why we have our heart there. Why we have clusters of nerves and different, uh, different plexes like that and the organs that are, that are associated with them but but by the heart we don't mean we don't mean the physical heart and by the by the anahata chakra we don't mean an actual lotus energetic or otherwise and in in, in, the, in somewhere in the spine or near the spine but it's you can see it's it's here or it's back there somewhere you know uh, um so that's that's when we visualize the, the deity when you do dhyanam of the deity Usually they meditate upon the deity in the heart, in the chest, right? But it's also not anahata chakra. That's actually not the real heart, right? So maybe you've seen. Sometimes we do argya. This is we talked. There's a and in the in the conch and in the kushikushi, and there's a special offering at the beginning of puja. Where one takes a flower, and then inside that flower you take another flower and you put it, and you put some leaves and some rice and some sandalwood paste. There's all kinds of things. But one of the things that is, it's like a flower nestled within a flower. It's actually very cool looking. If you look at it, you're like, that looks tantric somehow. It's like a cool tantric thing, you know. Because it is actually a cool tantric thing. It's a flower nestled within another flower, right? And that actually has a big meaning. Because within the Anahata Chakra, there is another chakra. Right? I'm forgetting the name of it, right? Maybe it's called Hri Chakra or something. Maybe the Heart Chakra or something. Mehridoya Chakra, perhaps, yeah, right. I have to think of this soon. <laughs> think of our class on this topic. You know, I remember it by then. Look at my notes. So there's so there's another chakra nest within this twelve petal chakra. There is a uh, eight petal chakra, right? And so the heart is. Usually you see a yantra. Usually you'll see the central, like in the three chakra. The first there is a eight petal chakra. That's that chakra, right? So that's not the anahata chakra. That's the chakra. And you've also we have a thousand petal chakra. We visualize on the top of the head or, or the head. But then you visualize a guru in the, in, in, on, on the top of the head, sit, sitting on a six-petal chakra, right? So it's another chakra, petals, flower within flowers within flowers, you know. So the, the, the chakra that we visualize the deity in is not actually anahata chakra. It's the heart, the heart chakra, not the, I don't know, the, the air chakra, the vayu tattva chakra or something like that. It's a different, different thing. They're related, but not the same. So we'll get to those mantras, actually. So when we consecrate the inner altar, of course, we're concentrating in our body. We're thinking in the Hridoy Chakra or the Anahachakra Chakra, in the heart center, in the center of the body, the core of our being. In the, 
beautiful verse in the Lita Sasanama. I only it's always very impressive. You you chant all, you quickly chant the verse from memory. People think, oh well, he knows. I only know the first verse, but so it's very it's not as impressive when I when I start thinking about it. I used to know the second verse. Sri Mata Sri Maharajini, right? The first one is the divine that who we worship, the auspicious divine mother, Sri Mata. Sri Maharajini, who is the Empress, the great Empress, the great Queen of Queens, right? Where? She sits on the lion throne. Singhasana means I mean throne, but also means lion throne. You can see Mosses on a lion, right? Ancient goddesses throughout Mesopotamia and, and India, they all they all sit on lion throne, you know, flanked by lions, a very common thing, right? So Singhasana is a lion throne. Where so she we that divine mother who's not just our beautiful, auspicious mother, she's also the queen of, of every universe, the, 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 the uh, queen of queens, the empress of the, of the universe. And where does she sit? On a throne. Where? Chidagni Kunda Sambhuta, in the fire pit of consciousness. Right? So, this is, so she, fits, she sits in the very center, the very base of our consciousness. Right? And we visualize usually that in the heart. If you go, we, that mantra is getting into more tantric uh, interpretation, so actually the, the, the fire pit of consciousness is a reference, some people think, to the pit of Kundalini, right? Chit Agni Kun, the fire pit. We get to one of the, uh, Kundalini has several meanings, but one of which is the, uh, uh, the, that which exists in the pit, right? And uh, in, the, in the pit of awareness. So using a different map, we think of her at the very base of our being. Using this more devotional map, we think of her in the center of our being. Right, the center of our consciousness is the source of our consciousness. Usually, we think, "Oh, this is me." We don't think like this is me. You know, the base of our of our base. You know, it's a different it's a different energetic conception, right? So, chit agni kunda sambuta. What's the next verse? Devya karya. Samudita. So, in there, what is what what does she do there? This this divine mother, who's the queen empress of the universe, who sits on a, on a lion throne in the fire pit of consciousness, she does good to the gods. She does. She's doing divine blessing. She's giving, doing the work of the gods, and this is a reference from the Brahmana Purana, the story of Ladita, where she actually comes out of a fire pit and does some divine work. It's hers. The first mantra is the source of of, of the of the image of, of Chipurasundari, Ladita Chipurasundari. But it's related. I mean, it, that that mantra is going to be. I can I think of this mantra all the time. I think it's like foundational mantra. It's, uh, name one. <laughs> you know, it starts with the very first verse, one, 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 you could say, in the thousand names of the, Dev, of the Divine Mother. So she's in the fire pit of consciousness or in the very center of our being in our heart, right? And so we, we worship her there and awaken her there and visualize her there, right? Then, so what we do in puja, first we consecrate her shrine, right? And worship her and visualize her abode. And then on, then once you create her stage, her throne, her her temple, right? Uh, then she's invoked by first by mantra and by visualization. Remember, we talked this. We do this this adhyan, uh, mudra. We meditate upon her, and then then we internally then we've created, we've discovered or trying to discover her 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 seat, which is deep within our body, deep within our conscious, the very center of our being. Then we then we visualize her sitting there or standing there, and then we do puja. We worship her. That's called Manasa Puja. We'll get to that in the next couple of weeks, probably. Where so all the things we do, we see us do it externally. We do internally, mentally, Manasa Puja. And there's many. We get to it. There's many types of Manasa Puja, 
we do a very um, um, like offering the very the items of puja are, are the very items of creation of our being we offer the tattvas and things like that very deep uh, but someone that we do it mentally as if she I mean we worship her deep within mentally with mental offerings this is uh, 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 the flowers made of, the mantra says flowers made of bhava out of mood and emotion and sentiment right essential natures you know it's like bhava so many meanings right right then once we that we we've, we've consecrated her shrine visualized seen her there seated there and then worshiped her there so that's fine that's puja that's awesome right so that's medit- that's a very high state of meditation right but if we simply do that maybe the pujari is feeling something has should feel something but we also notice it actually still works. If the pujari feels it, everybody else feels it too. Whenever, like, you're like, wow, that was incredible puja. It's always people say, oh, this went well. If it doesn't go well, it's interesting. Nobody else knows what you're doing. You're sitting there. This is the part that, you, that you don't, nobody sees. Right? If it goes well, everybody feels it. So there's, there seems to be a, a, real, a real correspondence. But still, it's not, it's not a, you, 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 people wouldn't keep coming <laughs> if you simply, puja is simply watching the pujari meditate. <laughs> right, right, and also the pujari. There's something about and, and puja is not just meditation. Meditation is part of puja, right? So it's like it's it's not only really satisfying for others, but it's not satisfying the pujari. I mean, you don't you don't have to have a temple to meditate. You can meditate anywhere, right? So what is it? So med, what meditation? What a temple is is that that which is everywhere, that which is the center of creation, the center of our being, center at the base of kundalini, right? the very essence of the center of our consciousness, of consciousness itself, is also right here on the shrine in front of you, ready to, and, 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 and she's going to sit there and she's going to take your offerings, <laughs> right? She's agreed to it, <laughs> right? This is the way it works, right? You, you invite her there because what you've done inside, you want to do outside also, right? It's not, it's not good enough just to do it inside, right? And, uh, uh, I have to use this language, of course. You say, oh, that the inside is more important. But I'm not sure if it's more important. That just uh, perhaps that's a prejudice of yogis. We and we we we've tended to think, oh, it's all it's all inside. It's all within. God's within. That's true. Like Guruji say, if you don't find God within, you won't find Him anywhere. But it didn't mean you shouldn't find Him anywhere. You shouldn't just find Him within. It's like you won't find Him without if you don't find Him within, right? But th- but that structure means if you want to find Him without, you have to find Him within, right? Yeah, it's it's a stage. To finding, to seeing God with open eyes, and Swami Chaitanya's new book, just seeing seeing God with open eyes, that's a great title of a book, right? Just came out today, actually, new book, really today or yesterday, I think today, yesterday, yesterday. So we're very excited about it. Uh, meditations on Sri Ramakrishna, seeing God with open eyes. So there's a line in the Tripura Dahasya, just remembering, right? Uh, a great mystical book, where I'm getting the characters. There's a there's a husband and wife, where the wife is a rishi. Hmm? That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, who's the wife? The husband is Himachandra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know the story, but this is the favorite book of Ramana Maharishi, a very, uh, very non-dualistic tantric text. This is the philosophical part of the tantric text. But there's a scene where, where uh, she's instructing the husband, her disciple. Uh, the wife of the, the, the queen is the guru, and the husband, the, the king, is the disciple. And he realizes he has very high states of meditation. When you're thinking, oh, I've accomplished, I found, I found the source of awareness and consciousness and beauty, Tripura, called there, right, within my own awareness, within my own being. And then, and then she says, yeah, but actually I don't think your realization is very deep at all. 
This is why I say it because it's it's because your realization is as thin as this uh, your eyelids are. Because when your eyelids are closed, then you can see it. When your eyelids are open, it disappears. What type of realization is dependent on tiny little bit of skin like that, and whether you have open eyes or closed eyes. So then she begins to give instruction how to see God with open eyes, right? Now, of course, we should only we're only seeing God with open eyes, actually, right? But that's we have to get there in a certain sense. So until we can see, first we find God within, ideally, but then we have to see God outside. How do we see God outside? Of course, we've seen only God, but we don't see God. That's a problem, right? And so people say, oh, here's God. People see here and they don't see God either. It's just, I don't know, what? What, do you, what am I looking at? I see people like, oh, this is our temple. This is what? What? Like, really? <laughs> Look. <laughs> see the one sticking her tongue at you? <laughs> Waving a sword at you? They don't even see her, you know? But you'll see her. So that, what does this mean? What is her symbolism? <laughs> They're not seeing God as open eyes either. <laughs> right? In a temple, externally, we make the unseen obvious. We're a place where we can see. We can see God. And so we want to see, we want to have the experience of God outside also. We want to have a relationship with God also. And the reason I said it's a bit of a prejudice that we have that yogi, uh, yogi, uh, yogis have won on this. Uh, they've won the, uh, the, the narrative. They've controlled the narrative. Um, because we have to think, why is there a world to begin with? Right, this is a very tantric question. Right, why is there why is there a manifestation to begin with? Why are there why is there seemingly duality and multiplicity? Maybe not at the ultimate level, ontologically, I don't know. Right, but maybe because the ultimate, obviously, the ultimate wanted it this way. Right, otherwise it wouldn't be this way. Yeah, you know, so there there's a reason for ver- variety. Right, and and we can give. I mean, we can, there's some very sublime descriptions of it. We don't have to go. That's a different series of talks you know but there's a uh, uh, so ma wants god wants a relationship also and, if, and even if it's only her only even if there's only one you can say there's there's we can tantra ultimately most schools of tantra our school of tantra is is actually quite fiercely non-dualistic right but it admits the one here it is it's created or it's manifested created seems to be whatever however you language you want to do many Right, so there must be a reason for this, right? And so simply deny it. The reason is because it shouldn't be, and it's wrong, right? That that doesn't seem to be a reasonable reason. Reasonable reason, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not reasonable, right? Uh, um, so we find the one being within, but she, she wants. We believe, you know, and, and and the devotional schools say, right? She she wants to enjoy her. She wants to have relationship. Although it's only one, so what did you do? You 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 have you have you have the awareness. Okay, look at the, the, the nice definition of God or the supreme or Brahman. It's like a, oh, it's pure awareness. Awareness means aware of something. If you're not aware of something, there's no awareness, right? Doesn't you know? So so to have awareness, you need to be aware of something. To be conscious, consciousness. You need to be con- conscious. You need to be conscious of something. But if there's only consciousness, then the thing your consciousness conscious of is only another aspect of consciousness. You create some sense of duality, some sense of difference, a sense of what in Tantra we call precaution, uh, vimarsha, uh, uh, the light of awareness and the reflected awareness, right? And so we have the symbol of Shiva and Shakti. This is like the classic symbol of Shiva looking at himself in the mirror. What does he see? He sees Devi, right? And Devi, and so Devi is only his reflection. Right, and so we say, oh, the mirror is the image in the mirror is separate from the one looking, right? So we say, oh, that's material. 
It's separate. It's not consciousness. It's something. To, it's an object of consciousness, right? But it's only. It's you only. If you look at yourself, I mean, this is a nice trick to do. Stare. I don't know. If, my spiritual life started with staring my staring at my eyes in the mirror when I was in high school. You know, it's just like quite. It's quite disturbing <laughs> because because the whole thing falls apart really quick. You know, right? It's like what are you looking at? Right? You're looking at the looker. Right? But it's not the looker, it's a reflection of the looker. You know, but there's no difference between the reflection of the looker and the looker and the one look you know, get you know, you get into the little like, like whoa, I think I may have like something something kind of mystical. <laughs> that begins the whole thing, you know. Right? But that's I believe that's where that's 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 the core thing. You can see with Maul, Shiva is just looking up at at, at, at Devi. And Devi and, you know, Radha and Krishna looking at each other, Shiva and Parvati are looking at each other. Right. Of course when we carve them in temples, we make them look at us. Right, <laughs> but actually, that's correct. <laughs> we're the reflect. We're also the reflection, right? We're Prakriti, you know, or we're Purusha, and she's Prakriti, or she's Purusha, and we're Prakriti. However you want to see it, right? So, uh, uh, so find your within. So, so the point is that to, to to worship, to see Ma, to see God, and worship God on the external, the Bahir Pitam, right, is not a step down, right. This is the worship. That's why it's not. You don't do that first. Because usually we think, oh, first you go through images, image worship, to get to pure meditation, or or visualization, or some other more some more refined thing. But that may be true, and that's there's a stage of the meditation. There's verses described. Even Sri Ramakrishna made such statements sometime. Quoted that famous verse that the one level of uh, one type of worship is external, then uh, uh, lower than uh, higher than that is is. Uh, 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 through an image higher than that is lower than that is mantra lower than you know you know the highest thing is pure meditation that's one way of looking at it but that's not the structure of puja puja starts the stage to external worship is internal worship it's not in, internal worship external worship leading to internal worship right it's not the, it's not the, it's not the prejudice it's a different thing so internal worship the whole meditation is so that you can worship externally that you can see you know who you're looking at you know what you're doing right uh, and actually, I remember many, many years ago when we first started studying this, Gita, who's not here today, but she said, actually, you should. She wrote a little article, I think, one of our um, early brochures for Big Puja or something, one of our, our handouts. And it said that actually at the, at, during Bhutashuti, you know, we, did, we just talked Bhutashuti a few months ago, right? You should be enlightened. I mean, you, 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 you've transcended time and space, you've gone beyond the thing, you're currently fully awakened, you're completely merged, you know, like, and, and you're, you're completely enlightened. And then, but then there's Alom, you're way up, and then there's Bilom, you come back down, right? And so Puja starts after enlightenment, actually, after union, after, with, now you do with, but, but now you know what you're doing, you know what you're seeing, right? It was fresh, you know? And, and, and we talked about Bhutashuti, when the Kundalini comes up or we visualize like that, when it comes back down, it brings Amrita down and feeds everything. It purifies this, this, this temple, this temple, the temple within our mind and heart, right? The external temple. So Pitanyasa, this is my introduction to Pitanyasa. Uh, Antar Pitanyasa. So in the short puja, I don't think in the small puja book it's there, right? Which is probably a mistake. Right, but uh, a simple thing is that there's a there's a mudra, uh, a mrig mudra. Mrig means deer. This is like like a deer, right? You do it now. <laughs> this is mrig mudra. So mrig mudra is the mudra used, and one touches the heart, right? And mrig mudra, um, it, we've talked about this a little bit. I think some other mudras maybe mrig. Uh, 
in the in the in, in the symbolism of mudras, the the mrig, the the mind is compared to a deer, because mind you've seen deers are like they're jittery and moving and you know it's like they're easily skittish and run away and not be you know concentration. So they're perfect. Our minds like that too, constantly moving and flitting, flitzy, right? Not the word flitzy, right? But Shiva is said to hold. That's right. We talked about we talked about it in the Shiva Dhyan Mantra, in the Mantra of Shiva that he holds his hand in Mrig Mudra. So some has him like this, right? Sometimes it has him holding a deer. It's it's literally, I mean, not just holding his hand in the form of a deer. He's holding a deer in his hand. Some images have have that. You'll see paintings and images where he's holding a deer. It means he's holding the mind still. It's a symbol. His meditating form is a symbol of meditation, right? So of the stilled mind. So Mudra is a way of keeping the mind still. What's what is what's the focus of the mind? The mind's here, which is externally showing the, 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 the center of the body, but that means the center of our being, spiritual heart. Uh, uh, and, and with the mantra, usually we use Hrim. Hrim is the Shakti mantra, because she's with one being invoked. Om Hrim Pitta Deva, Devata Bhyo Namaha. We worship the deities. Bhyo means more than one, right? It's a, it's a uh, plural. The various deities of the altar. And then Omrim Pitta Shakti Bhyonamaha. We worship the Shaktis of the altar. That's a simple form. Omrim Pitta Bhyonamaha. Omrim Pitta Shakti Bhyonamaha. That's a simple form of it, right? That covers everything. This is so you could say the the uh, Pitta Devata and Pitta Shakti means all the gods and all the goddesses, the Devatas and the Shaktis and their Shaktis. So it could be you know Brahma and Brahmi. It could be Vishnu and Lakshmi. I mean, all it can be those. Or it could be all all these divine energy, all the all the all the um, um, uh, uh, the deities, but and their shaktis perhaps, or their shakti. You know, the the, the it's not just like their consorts, not the, the Mister 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 Mrs. Gods. You know, uh, it's the, the the all the divine deities and personalities and aspects of the spiritual heart, which will be we can also name, uh, and but and their. The, the the, pro, the the real power behind them the the, the divine power behind them that's easy all that to say in more elaborate pujas we do it during Durga puja and during Amabasha there's another series of mantras and they were where who are those it says bio more than one so that means there's not just one deity in the heart there's all kinds of deities in the heart right personalities and, and uh, and their shaktis or different shaktis. So we sometimes you can name them. And in the Sri Chakra Puja we do once a year, a lot of them are named. You know, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds that are described, right? But these, so I want to give a, a simple example of some of them from the Durga Puja and the, the list for Durga Puja and the list for um, um, Kali Puja are slightly different. The Ramakrishna mission, the Ramakrishna Puja follows the Durga Puja standard list, right? Uh, but the, in, for Kali worship, there's a specified list because you, we don't just meditate on, on like on a golden throne, on an island of jewels. She's also surrounded by howling jackals and rotting corpses, and you know it's a little bit different, right? So her her iconography is a, the bhava is different, right? But Omrim Pittadevat, I'll just show to give an example. Omrim Pittadevat Shakti Om Adhara Shaktaye Namaha Adhara. Shakti, the power, which, what, now let's, let's start naming some of these powers. Adhara Shakti. 
the, the, power, the power that sustains, the sustaining power. Right? So everything is sustained by... And so we can see, oh, she's the one, Jagadatri, the one who holds up the world. Right? Jagadishwari, Jagadatri. Um, But also, one of the things when we think about Tantra and Puja, everything means Kundalini. You can assume everything means Kundalini. So Adhara Shakti is also a name for Kundalini. Because the thing that holds up our Muladhara, we are held by Muladhara, and she, she's underneath Muladhara. She's the power that holds up Muladhara. She's worshipped in the pit of con- fire pit of consciousness, on top of which our material body, and therefore material consciousness, rests. Om Hrim Adhara Shakti Maha. Om Pakritye Namaha, Pakriti itself. So we we worship the, so the the principle of Pakriti. Om Kurmaya Namaha, Kurma. Kurma is the tortoise, right? So she's and we see. In case you, you all know, you know the world's flat, right? And rests on a turtle, you know. <laughs> There's special members of our audience for <laughs> whom that's very special. It's it's uh, flat and. Turtles all the way down. <laughs> tortoise is all the way down. Right. Do you wonder what? Do you wonder what the tortoise sits on? Another tortoise. <laughs> but uh, so tortoise. What the symbol of Korma? Of course, there's an ancient story of, of of the central mountain of the of the universe when it was being churned by the gods and demons in order to get the Amrita, uh, began to sink. And that central mountain is also given the interpretation of being the spine, the the Ida and Pingala, the Kundalini. You know, it's it's pranayama, like that. And so the whole thing began to sink in the causal waters, the water of causation. And so Lord Vishnu took on the form of a giant turtle and held it up. up. And so she, so it's, it's also a, a upholding shakti. Right. Exactly here, we have Ma's Vahana. Ma sits on a, her vehicle. You know, usually in front of a deity, you see Nandi for Shiva, Garuda for Vishnu, like this, right? So Ma has her shingasana. Her vehicle is a lion. Actually, some forms have her as a lion, some as a tiger. Right? So we have, you notice here, it's a striped tiger. Striped lion. It's a liger. So, <laughs> right? And so we, we, uh, Ma drives a hybrid, as we always say. <laughs> but in front of her, you can't see any like there, there's a little turtle. <laughs> right? Because that's actually, because whatever that, uh, and the Shinga. The, the vehicles of the deity, like Nandi, like that, they're given different meanings. Usually they're different aspects of the mind and consciousness, usually. Um, so the lion is also seen like that, as the, th- the throne of, of manifested, activated consciousness. But the, the, the turtle, turtle is what holds everything. It's a adhara shakti. So kurmaya namaha, anantaya namaha. So ananta, this is another, this is, you keep saying, who's underneath, who's underneath turtle? You know, it's like there's a, the, the, a, the thousand-headed, uh, uh, infinite-headed uh, um, uh, serpent that holds everything up, right? It's also what's hold, what what covers Vishnu's head or Shiva's head. It's also connected to what Shiva wears, right? It's also a reference to Kundalini and latent, latent power, latent Kundalini. So Anantashesha, the uh, the the Ananta Namaha, Om Prithvye Namaha, Prithvye Namaha, Prithvi means Earth, the Goddess Earth. Right, so she's also holding. So we start thinking. So what is these? What are these powers? These uh, in the shrine, we're worshiping all these, uh, um, enlivening, worshiping, visualizing them, honoring them, awakening them. So the the earth, 
deity herself. Shudham buddhaye namaha. This is shudha buddhi. This is very interesting. I make you have to think. I'm just looking. I don't have translations of these. I'm just working, working translation. So if I make a mistake, please forgive me. But I think shudha buddhi, the purified mind, the purified intellect. Right. That's really another where what's the altar? It's the, the purified. So there's another thing. There's a deity when you churn the ocean in the Sri Chakra Puja. When you see our Sri Chakra Puja, the pot that holds the Amrita. It's being held, that pot, in, in, in the traditional story, comes up by Dandantari and holds the pot, the god of medicine, right? But the pot itself actually is being held by a goddess called Shuddha Devi, right? The goddess of purity. Only purity can hold this divine nectar, right? So actually we worship we, in, in the silver uh, thing that we're worshiping. We actually, we actually dress it in a sari and then do a five-item worship to Shuddha Devi, who's holding the pot of nectar. Right, so that we have to have only the purified mind and heart can hold this divine thing. So the mind has to be purified, the heart to be purified. Mani dvipaya namaha. Mani dvipa means the the jeweled island, and this is part of the visualization that often happens. We imagine, and, and when we get to the vision, these are all details of the inner visualization that happens during Manasa Puja, which we'll probably do next week if we get to it next week. Maybe not. Or two weeks. <laughs> we'll see. We, I, I'm, I'm full of hope. <laughs> but, uh, that we visualize, we imagine in the, in, the, in, the, in the heart, right, an infinite ocean of nectar, right? Uh, and within that ocean of nectar, an island of jewels. Mani, and So it's an island made of jewels, or sometimes called a jeweled island, right? In, in Sri Vidya tradition, this is the name of the Sri Chakra, it's called the Mani Dweep. She's a jeweled island, right? Each of the enclosures is made of a different jewel. There's a diamond enclosure, a ruby enclosure, a emerald enclosure, golden rings, and golden walls and silver walls and all these type of things, you know? So it's like that. But usually, for the sake of simple visual, tantric visualization, we visualize like an island made of jewels, but not just jewels, the chintamanic jewels. They're wish-fulfilling jewels. So each jewel, this is one of the things, holding one of these jewels, anything you wish for, you get, right? Uh, chintamani jewels. Mani Dvipaya Chintamani. So Mani Dvipaya, the jeweled island. Now it's now it says Chintamani Grihayanama. Same thing. Made of wish, not just jeweled, wish fulfilling jewels. Chintamani. Anything you desire in your mind, you get. Right. Pari Parijataya Namaha. Parijata tree. We have one. In the backyard, this is the one I'm most divine. We've built this whole thing around in the back, in the back here, in order to protect this one tree, a tree that shouldn't grow here. Actually, at one time it was a little sick and was not doing well. The leaves were turning yellow, and so we called a uh, tree doctor. I don't know what they call <laughs> somebody who's expert. At, they've saved our trees for different diseases, and they and he came and did all this research. He looked online. And we told him the name of the tree, and the Sanskrit name, and Bengali name. He looked up the up. He said, the problem is, that tree doesn't grow here. <laughs> That's the problem. It's like, it, it shouldn't grow here. The fact is, I mean, we can think, what, what's, what's it missing? And they gave a cocktail of, of vitamins, and it's saved. And we, now we know what to keep every four or five months. We give another cocktail of vitamins to keep the tree healthy. Right? It doesn't grow here. But it's not, it doesn't just doesn't grow here. It's not, it's not that it, it doesn't grow in California, which it doesn't. Right? It's too cold, and the, the temperament, and the water like that. So we're doing very good. But it doesn't grow on the, on Earth. It says that this is a this is literally a heavenly tree, right? It it and, and the story is a sweet story. 
that Radharani wanted, uh, uh, the, has very divine, little tiny, subtle flowers with a very fragrant smell. Either you think, and for worldly life, you want a big, smelly, pretty flower. That's like a, that's like a, 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 um, a, a, a you know, in, in, for the senses and romance and senses and for you want a, a garland full of dramatic and fragrant flowers. This is not one of those. The flowers are this big and they're very minutely fragrant, but divinely fragrant, right? And it said that she wanted these flowers to make, to, to uh, braid into Krishna's hair. Right, and he says, and he says, but this this tree doesn't. And he says, well, that's okay, but this tree doesn't grow here. Where does it grow? In Indraloka, in heaven, right? And so, go get it. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm simplifying a long story. If I'm, it's a Puranic story, and Puranic stories have, you know, tell me about you know. There's a sage asking a hundred questions about. Tell me about the nature of this tree. Why why did why did Krishna go there? <laughs> what are the benefits of meditating on the story? You know, that goes on. It's, a, it's a long story. You know, I'll tell, I'll tell it much, much simpler. So Krishna went, and Indra was not about because all the treasures of heaven have been stolen by all kinds of gods and rishis and demons and people, and you know, it's like, and so there's not much left in heaven. In case you're wondering, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, the 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 the, the magical cows have been stolen. So many things have been stolen from heaven, as per the story. And so it says that Krishna had a fight with Indra. And defeated Indra and stole the tree, and so it's no longer in heaven. It's originally a Hoapendi tree. Now it's in the backyard of Kalimandir, right? And they stole it down. And it has the quality that, that it, it only blooms at night. It's very unusual, and 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 you're not supposed to pick it, right? So in the in late at night or in early morning, the leaves, the flowers fall, and you also have to pick. We in the morning we go and we slowly pick them up off the ground. Actually, you're not supposed to pick them off the ground either. They're not supposed to hit the ground. Right, so usually you put out, you'll see at Bellarmont they have like nets around the tree to cap capture them. You people gather very auspicious flower. Um, also, Hanuman, it says, there's a, there's a mantra that we chant during Ramnam. I'm not remembering the mantra right now, but it says that his favorite abode is at the, at, at the root of a Parijata tree. So I think that's why one of our reasons our Parijata is so well, it's 10 feet from a giant Hanuman. Hanuman wants it, wants, Hanuman likes to be at the, at the root of a Parijata tree. But here, this is a tree in the in on that island, of wish fulfilling trees, wish islands, a uh, wish fulfilling gem. There is a parijata tree, right? This is one of the trees, the auspicious, magical, uh, mystical trees that that we also worship within the heart. Parijataya namaha, kalpa vrikshaya namaha. This is the wish fulfilling tree. Now maybe it's a name for parijata, or it's a different tree. It could be different trees in her divine grove of auspicious trees. So this is the wish. So in the simple meditation, wish fulfilling, island made of wish jewels, wish fulfilling tree. Underneath that tree, we meditate on Ma, or, or the deity sitting, Krishna standing, like this. Parijata kalpa viksha. And that means so kalpa viksha means that that every tree has a particular fruit it gives, right? An apple tree gives apples, right? If 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 in, at season, when the season is right, it gives apples, right? But it only it only gives it during season. And it only gives apples, right? So that's great if you want apples at apple season, right? What if you want something different and it's not season, right? So God is compared, the Divine Mother is compared as, as one of her names is called Paviksha. She's the wish-fulfilling tree. Means anything you wish for, she can give you. Any out of, in season, out of season. Uh, um, but actually, anything you wish for, that's the fruit you give. 
but still it has to ha- it has to come at the right season. So there's a, uh, Sri Ramakrishna uses, and Swami Sharananda also mentioned this, uh, that uh, if God's a wish-fulfilling tree, right, sitting under that tree, you'll get the fruit. Right? If you want God, whatever the fruit is, of course, people, I want, if God's a wish we go to God, Ma, you're the wish-fulfilling tree, these are my wishes. <laughs> I mean, you know, you start, you, 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 you people come, with, come to Ma with their, list, with their list of wishes, myself included. So, but, so, but the real wish, if you want the, the real, the, 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 the core desire that animates what we're looking for in all of our desires is God, union with God, love of God, um, experience, divine experience. That's the real thing. And so Sri Ramakrishna said, if you live underneath a wish feeling tree, the fruit will come, right? But if you're impatient, then you shake the fruit, shake the tree, and maybe, maybe something will fall early. Right, and that's called sadhana. Right, you can do intense tapasya. Tapasya, you can you can shake. Right, so there's a scene. I'm I'm this is I'm, this is, I'm, I'm gonna give a talk on each of these names, each of these these things. There's a scene in the Devi Bhagavatam talking about that. So, the scene, the way the Devi the Devi Gita opens is that um, um, which asura, not Bandasura, the Bandasura. Forgetting, but. It, uh, anyways, I, I, it come to me. It's just very embarrassing. I don't remember the name, but uh, Shiva he had a boon. This Undima had a boon. Maybe Tadakus Tadakusuda. He had a boon that uh, he asked a boon when to Lord Brahma. That of course he always has. Everybody asks why well, I, I want to be immortal, and he says you can't. Even I'm not immortal. Anything that's born, and same thing. Everything, everything that's born will die. Everything that dies will be born. It's not a thing to give. It's like a the uh, son of a barren woman. It doesn't. It's not a thing. You can say it, but it's not. A, it, it's not a thing. Not to be. To be immortal is not a thing for a physical being. He says, "Okay, then, then uh, Shiva right now, Parvati, ha, Sati has committed suicide, and Shiva is deep in meditation, not the least bit interested in another Shakti or another manifestation of Shakti. So I have a boon that I can only be killed by the legitimate son of Shiva, right? And so I figured out since Shiva has no Shiva has no wife and is not interested in the wife and definitely has no son, definitely not a legitimate son, I'm safe, right?" And so he becomes an overwhelming tyrant, as always the case, with his newfound powers. And the gods run to the Himalayas, right, to do tapasya. And a beautiful description of their tapasya. But when, and it says, it's, when they, first they go, first, if I remember, first they go to Lord Vishnu, and Vishnu says, let's go to Lord Shiva. And this is interesting, usually this is often, this is a sectarian nature of Puranas. Very often, like in the Vishnu Puranas, they first go to Lord Shiva, or Lord Brahma, and they say, oh, let's go to Lord Vishnu. And pray to him, right? That's a, it's a structure. It's like, oh, what are you asking me? I, I don't know. Right? So this is the first they go to Vishnu. I don't know. It's not a Vaishnava not a Vaishnava text. Let's go to Shiva. But then when they go to Lord Shiva, everything okay there? They're doing something? Okay. <laughs> they go to Lord Shiva, and then Shiva goes. Not like, like what am I going to do? Right? Don't you know there's a wish-fulfilling tree in the Divine Mother, Bhagavati, Bhuvaneshwari, Bhagavati Bhuvaneshwari, she's the wish-fulfilling tree, right? If you pray to her and get her blessing, she'll fulfill all your desires, right? So, oh, okay, right? So that's when they go to the Himalayas and start doing tapasya. And they, they chant mantra, they do nyasa, all the, all the things are described, are described are also in the Devi Bhagavatam, Devi Gita. They do nyasa, they recite hymns, they do pujas, they all, you know, all these different type of things they're doing. And, but the thing is, and because what do they want? They want to get the boon from Devi, a fruit, 
right? But the wisher, this thing about the wish-fulfilling tree only works if you're underneath it. If you see the wish-fulfilling tree and go, wow, beautiful wish-fulfilling tree, that's divine, right? But if you're underneath it, then you get your fruits of all your desires, right? But how do you get? It's not easy to be underneath the wish-fulfilling tree. That's so, I mean, it's very close to God, right? And so that's where it requires sadhana. And though they start, they do 10,000 years, so the story goes, always 10,000 years of the fascia, right? <laughs> and what happens? Then they find themselves, and the Divine Mother appears in a flash of brilliant light, as an infinite pillar of light, right? And then takes on the form of a Devi, right? And says, ask your boon. And he said, we have no boon, right? We simply want to love you and see you forever, right? Because by that time, to see, to, to get the boon of the Devi, they have to be underneath the tree, to do gather as a tree, they need to do sadhana to purify the mind and heart, manashuddhi. And a purified mind and heart, no other desires are there. Purity means no, no other desires except God. Right? So the very process, purified, remove their desires. But then she said, that's okay, but you did some tapasya for some cause. Think about it. And they start thinking. That was a long time ago. What? Something? Oh yeah, there was, there was some demon. He asked for some boon. Well, if you want... You can be born as, as Parvati and get Shiva to marry you and have a child and kill, kill Tadakasura and put so the gods and the, the gods can get their place again. But it's a very interesting thing that they, they, they forgot what they, were, what they really started their, 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 their sadhana for because they, became, they got closer to, closer to the wish-fulfilling tree. By the time you're underneath it, there's no other wish besides God. Kalpa Vrikshaya Mani Vedikaye Namaha So island of jewels. Now, Vedikaya uh, um, means the actual shrine, the throne, the seat. The, uh, the, uh, in commonly, like, we call it Bedi sometimes. Like, uh, 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 we have this sort of, it's in Sanskrit, in pure Sanskrit, it's the V instead of a B. In Hindi and Bengali, it's become beified. You know, the B has become like that. But, Mani Vedikaya Namaha, the jeweled seat, um, Ratna Simhasanaya Namaha. Again, the throne made of jewels. You can see there's all these, uh, the, the uh, lion throne made of jewels. Deve Bhyanamaha. Then, then all Muni Bhyanamaha, Deve Bhyanamaha. All Rishis, all saints, all mystics, all Rishis, uh, Munis, Munis and Rishis, and all gods, Deve Bhyanamaha. Right, that's the first list, right? Then it goes. Interesting. Then, in, in the process, now, we, we, this is all Om Hreem Pitadipata Vyodam Hreem Pitashakti Vyodamaha Om Madhara Shakti Edamaha Om Pakriti Edamaha Om Kurmaya Edamaha Om Ananta Edamaha Om Pripiti Edamaha Om Shuddha Buddha Edamaha Om Mani Dvipa Edamaha Om Chitam Nigraha Edamaha Om Parijata Edamaha Om Kappa Briksha Edamaha Om Mani Vidika Edamaha Om Ratna Simhasana Edamaha Om Mani Pita Edamaha Om Muni Bhyanamaha Om Devi Bhyanamaha then the thing where you start moving different parts of the body, creating like the outer gates in a certain sense of of the of her of her of her, um, of her altar. On right, you go Om Dharma We worship Dharma or honor Dharma, and then Gyanayanama. So Dharma is righteousness, right, and duty. Gyana means knowledge, wisdom, right, right. And then left thigh Vairagyaanama. Vairagya means re- renunciation and detachment, right. Ashwarya Namaha means glory, right? Splendor. So these are divine qualities. You imagine these are nice four 
main gates of the yantra, right? These aren't the only gates. Right? We have other things, other aspects of our personality, other aspects of her manifestation. And then right side, uh, then mouth. Interesting, the mouth. Adharmayanamaha. Adharma, unrighteousness. Right? <laughs> Interesting, that's in the mouth. That's really where our dharma lives mostly in our mouth, right? Adharmayanamaha. Then right side. Um, Agyanayanamaha. No, left side. Agyanayanamaha. Ignorance. Right? Navel, uh, not renunciation, means attachment, right? Desire. And then right left the right right side, an Ashwarainamha, opposite of glory and splendor and 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 wealth and happiness. Like it's uh, inosp it's like poverty and ugliness. Right? That's right. That's interesting that these are also and I, I always think of them as like the different gates of the yantra, right? The main gates we're always thinking about, but one thing, she, her, her seat, the thing that contains it all is everything, not just one thing, right? <laughs> if we're invoking in our heart, our heart is everything, not just, not just the good stuff, right? In, there's a mantra we use when we're installing the ghat. Uh, it's, a, it's a long mantra we use only during Durga Puja and things like big, big pujas. It's a long mantra. But it describes that um, um, uh, the, uh, we create a pot, pot to hold all these energies. It says, both the gods and the demons are churners of the mind. That's one of the lines. This is a sign like that. Right? And we contain, we create this pot to contain all these energies, means gods and demons. And in their journey, it says, that which is Vishnu rises to the top, which is pure consciousness. Right? It's a very deep thing. right? So it's like the, the pot is everything. It's not just visualize divine tree and island of gems. It's like it's, this is more gritty, you know, more our actual psychological being. Then, then, <clears throat> In this version, this is a short uh, one version of it, then we mentioned that there's the Anahata Chakra has 12 petals and the Hridaya Chakra has 8 petals. So I don't have, I don't remember, I used to, UCI, UCI give a class on this very point uh, in our subtle anatomy class, but I don't remember from memory, right, what they are, but they're, they're imagine this 12, 8 petal lotus and it's spinning. And what it is, is this is the, the center of our, our emotional being is spinning off various aspects of our sentiment, our emotional, um, um, the thing that, that gives us our emotional uh, nature, right? And so, and, and they worshipped um, uh, uh, each of these deities are imagined, worshipped in a circle around the center. Prabhaya Om Im Mayayedamam, Om Jayayedamam, Em Shukshmayedamaha, Om Aim Bishudhayedamaha, Om Om Nandanyedamaha, Om Suprabhayedamaha, Om Bijayayedamaha, and the center Om Sarvasiddhidhayedamaha. Now, these, I can tell you what they mean, what they translate, and what the Sanskrit means. That's easy, but there, I don't remember exactly what sentiment they match to. Prabha means that which is shining. Maya, of course, we know Maya. Jaya is victory. Shukshva means subtle. Vishuddha means purifying. Supremely pure. Nandi, you know, Nandi. Suprabhayedma is auspicious and shining. Vijaya, supreme victory. Sarvasiddhi, the giver of all, uh, all perfection. Right. So this is the deity. This is the worship of the of of of, of the alt, the inner altar. In the Kali Puja, there's a few extra mantras. I shall. They're cool. Actually, there's more from another in this. Let me see here. 
there's more here I can tell you. Om Ananda Om um oh, then Om Anandayanama, the infinite, Om Pam Padmayanamaha, the lotus. Right? Om Ananda Kandayanamaha. This is like the the uh, the, the the cluster of bliss, the blissful nature. Um um Sanminalayanama, I don't remember. Pakritimaya Pitrebyanamaha. The the plate or the or the pot or the container made of Pakriti. Interesting. Vikraya Maya Kesharabhyanamaha. Remember, tattva maya karnikaya maha, the that which is made of all tattvas. Am arka mandalaya dwarashakalat maha, om um suma mandalaya surashakalat maha, om vam mam mani mandalaya dashakalat maha. This is the the um, um, uh, uh, twelve aspects of uh, um, uh, of of of. of, of, of uh, Sun, moon, and fire. Twelve aspects of the sun, uh, sixteen aspects of the moon, and ten aspects of fire. I believe. Um, so this is interesting. This is this is done. We do it also in the water, in the in the in the conch. When we establish the conch, we worship The sixteen aspects, the different colors, colors of, of 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 the. And these are all. I mean, we can you can name them all during the Sri Chakra Puja. We we do them. We worship them separately. But this is a reference to sun, moon, and fire. Sun, moon, and fire are the three lights, right? That's so. That's our experience. We have we see by the sun, the daytime. We see the moon at nighttime, and at nighttime we see by fire. That's a simple way of saying it. And there's a verse in the one of the Upanishads. Remember, he he asks, "Oh, my dear disciple, my dear son, uh, by by which light do we see the world?" I'm I'm very much paraphrasing. He says, "By the light of the sun, Father." Right? He says, "When there's no sun, what do we see the world?" Oh, then by the light of the moon. If there's no sun and no moon, then how do we see the world, my son? Then, and he goes on like that into, into, into sound, into very subtle things. But finally, the real light is by a light of awareness. Actually, we see the sun, not by the sun's light. We see the sun by the light of awareness. Right? It's a way of the subtle to take it at the real thing. So that's one thing. It's the great sun, moon, and fire. Uh, but actually, yogically, sun, moon, and fire is Ida, Pingala, and Shashumna. Right? The, the, the lunar, lunar current, the solar current, and the Kundalini, the fire current, the Shimla current, right? So this is actually what that refers to, sun, moon, and fire. Uh, then, sam satvayanama, ram rajasenama, tam tamasenama. We worship the three gunas, tamas, rajas, and and, and, and uh, sattva. Am atmane, am atmane, we worship the soul, the atman. Am atmane namaha. Um antaratmane, I worship the inner soul, right? The soul of our soul, right? Because pam paramatmane, we worship the supreme soul, and harim gyanatmane, we worship the soul of wisdom and knowledge, right? The, so these are also, and, and in the Kali Puja, there's a few more. Let me find it here. Just the ones that are, are that are different. I'll tell you what I it, we worship the um, the um, the smashan, right? The cremation ground. We worship the Buddhas and and, and, and in the cremation pratas in the cremation ground. We worship 
So we worship the corpses. It, it, it uses the symbolism of, of the Kali symbolism, which we'll, when we do her Dhyan Mantra, we'll, we can cover those also. But they're also worshipped separately like this. This is the... Um, the... Uh, uh, the Antar Pitta Nyasa. After, so we'll do the Antar Pitta Nyasa. There's a few things we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. This is last time I think. Um, called uh, Deha Marjanam. This is the um, the consecration, purification of the... De- Deha means body, right? But of course we don't just have one body. This is our, this is, it's done three times because we have three bodies. We have the physical body, the subtle body, and the causal body, right? So... So it, uh, we here we use the mantra Shakti Mantra Om. Actually, we use a mantra of the deity being worshipped. So this is the Kali Puja. The main Kali mantra is Kring. So we go Om Kring Swaha, Om Kring Swaha, Om Kring Swaha. This is a common thing. Some people will just up and down. I remember Swami Parna does like this. I mean, there's different methods of doing it. the the the, the uh, theatrics of it may be different, right? But basically, it's completely purifying the physical, subtle, and causal body. Um, with, in a certain sense, washing or bathing or completely consecrating with this mantra, the mantra bath, you know, Kling Swaha. So, we do this internally to the bot to the altar within the very core of our being and our body, like that, and then. We have to create. Uh, the devis, uh, we have to then this this altar, which is our, which is now our body. It was now a body has been identified with the, with everything, with the universe, with the center of the universe, with the wish fulfilling tree. Everything is here. Everything is recognized within the body. Sun, moon, and fire. Everything is in the body. Now the body has to take on her, has to vibrate to her vibration, right? So that mantra in the in the mahi. Um, um, Lakshmastakam Stotram Mantra Murti Sada Devi That's the one I like right? Her, Your body, O Mahalakshmi, O Devi Your body is always made of mantra Mantra Murti Sada We talked about this in our, in our talk on, talks on Nyasa on alphabet, uh, Matrika Nyasa So this is the same thing So, that, so now that we talked in a general way So we come, 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 come in cham 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 im We did the different letters of the alphabet, right? But now the thing, whole thing will be done with the letters of her bij mantra, with her mantra will be everything will be tuned to her vibration. Though I sometimes think of it when when Sadhu told me, imagine a, a tambura, right? And if a tambura is tuned right, exactly, you see somebody not only the tune, but you have to get them, you know, like you play a tambura and we say, yeah, give me, give me that, give me that, and they'll they'll spend twenty minutes, and not only you have the pegs, but then you have these little strings. That are put, that are put, and then those are like adjusted to get the exact vibration, the the the, the because once everything is tuned, you touch it, and the whole thing vibrates. Otherwise, ding 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 ding. Close, to our minds, we know those are the four notes, ding ding, but it's like you know, the whole thing vibrates, right? So if you tune everything correct, then the whole system, the whole astral body, subtle body, psychology, everything vibrates at the sound of the to the, to the one vibration. That one vibration of Kali here is called Kring, the Bij Mantra. Describe. Another book here. We have five books. Right, so after Om Kring Swaha, Om Kring Swaha, Om Kring Swaha, then we do the, the um, um, we do uh, uh, the 
the nyasa of of the bij mantra for Devi. And so this nyata, just like we did with the alphabet, we do karanyasa on the on the on the limbs of the or the fingers, and anganyasa on the limbs, the parts of the body, right? Uh, but before that, we do the uh, vinyo called rishiadi nyasa, the nyasa of the rishis and the other, etc. Right, rishiadi, or we call it vinyoga. There's a vinyoga mantra. We've talked about vinyoga mantras. Vinyoga mantras are. Um, uh, how mantras are applied. Vinyoga means application. If you were to get, it's not exact translation, but it's a good enough translation. That's application. And so mantras come with instruction manuals or details. Right? Like don't throw away, you know, when you, you get some weird new technology, look in the box or maybe a little piece of paper that gives you details, a code or something like that, right? So every mantra has aspects of it. You can just say the mantra like Om, Om Namah Shivaya. But Om Namah Shivaya, let's look at that. What, that, what what are what, what's the details of Om Namah Shivaya? What has a bij mantra? Om has a shakti, that's Hrim, that's not in the mantra. Has a devata? We know that's Shiva. Has a rishi? Who's a rishi of Om Namah Shivaya? Fact, I don't know. But uh, uh, there's a pin. There's a there's a uh, called a kilakam. There's all these things that are part of the mantra, and the reason it's done is also given. And so we we recite that part the Vinayoga mantra partially so that we we don't forget it. The details are handed down with the mantra. The, the details of the mantra are handed down with the mantra. But then we also engage in sunyasa. We worship them. We, we embody them. We identify with them. Like, for instance, the, the rishi who first heard the mantra. right? Every mantra, every mantra was heard by, by, by a sage. And so that sage is the rishi, the one who first revealed it. right? So we can remember it. Oh, Vishwamitra heard this mantra. Savitri heard the Gayatri mantra. Right? Or Brahma heard the Gayatri mantra like this, right? So this mantra, the, the Rishi is Bhairava himself, Lord Bhairava. It's not just a Rishi, it's the Lord Bhairava himself, right? So we can remember him, that's good. We get it, and then we, by doing that, we get his blessing. Oh Bhairava, you, you're the one who revealed the mantra. Please, I'm about to chant this mantra. Please, please bless me. We remember you, right? But another thing, when, when you do Nyasa of it, we do Om Bhairavai Rishi Namaha. Right? We, we worship, we worship Bhairava as a Rishi in the head. Or Narada, whoever the Rishi of the, of the mantra is, right? Because our consciousness needs to be the consciousness of the Rishi. We need to. It's only that consciousness. We can say a mantra. We would say, oh, "Happen." We say it. Like the Om We can do mantras, and nothing happens. Or maybe something happens. Not much happens, from my perspective. You know, we've been chanting these mantras for years, right? Because we don't have the consciousness of a Rishi, right? You should. You should when you have Shud Shuddha Nam, you says one. One one recitation of a mantra is complete, a full darshan of God, right? There's a line in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya says, uh, "There's uh, so much power in the two-syllable Krishna that saying it one time destroys more sins than are possible to commit." Right? Yet we say Krishna, 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 right? And maybe. Maybe there's a lot of sins. <laughs> Maybe we've committed more sins than it's possible to commit. I don't know, right? Or we're not saying it right yet. <laughs> I think it's more likely, right? Right. The, the, it's not the mantra's fault, and he's not lying, right? It's not the rishi's fault, <laughs> right? We're not him. He says that it happens. We we say it, and it doesn't yet happen, right? So by by we're invoking the consciousness of the rishi in our consciousness. Then there's a chanda, a meter, right? And we invoke the meter. Like Gayatri Chanda Seyedamaha, Vishnik Chanda Seyedamaha, like this, right? In the mouth. Right? That's the nyasa that we embody it. Why in the mouth? We want the meter to we want we want to chant pure meter. We want the, the, the way the meter came 
originally you want we, we want to pronounce the same meter, right? Then the deity, the devata, in the heart. Here it's Sima Dakshina Kadikaye Devata Namaha. Right? In the heart we worship the we want we want the deity in the heart, right? Then Hring Bijam Hung Shiksu is a mantra. Om Kring Asya Mantrasya for the mantra cream. This is the details. Bhairavarishi. Bhairava is the Rishi. Ushnik Chandaha. Ushnik is a particular meter, is the, the, the meter. Sima Dakshina Kalikaye Devata Devata. The deity is Sima Dakshina Kali. Hrim Bijam. The seed, the Bija is Hrim. Hung Shaktihi. The power, the Shakti is Hum. Krim Kilakam. This is the, the pin. That's a very mysterious thing. The thing that holds it, holds it all together. The stake is is kring purusharta chattustaya siddhaye viniyogaha and what's its application why are we chanting it to attain the four goals of human life purusharta chattustaya this is dharma kama artha moksha right this is a, a, these mantras it gives these four this is why it's done and then the then then with the with the um nyasa om baravaya rishaye namaha we worship or invoke or embody uh, uh, place Bhairava uh, is the Rishi the meter Ushnik uh, we worship Dakshina Kali in the heart and then now, this some books this is just for technical things people watching online may have a different uh, uh, way of doing it the Shakti the, the Bija Shakti and Kilakam there are some variations right like I think in the Ramakrishna book it, it most likely if I remember properly it says um, in the navel, Hrim Bijayanamaha, right? At the base of the, uh, the body, or sometimes at the feet, it's also given as representing the base, or sometimes the, on the floor in front of you, rather than touching the lower body extremities to make yourself impure. Om Hum Shaktayanamaha, and then the whole body, Om Kreen Kilakayanamaha. Now I've looked at that, and I think, I think I know why it's been changed, right? I look at older versions of it, uh, um, so I've adjusted it to an older version of it, older form. And so we don't for the for um Hrim Bijayanamaha, Bija we we do actually Bija is not at the navel but kind of at the genital area. Sometimes it's not to do it in the front, sometimes it's done kind of like the base of the spine, something like that. But Bijayanamaha, right? Hum Hum Shaktihi, the Shakti is at the base of the spine, that's where Shakti is, the Kundalini. And Kilakam is the navel. Because the Kilakam is the navel, the uh, um, Adikeshav Das has done has done a lot of research on this kilakam. It's a very mysterious thing, right? It's a it's a re, it's a remnant of a of a lost. The details have been lost at the time, right? We, nobody really knows. We we all have ideas what it means, and I've also given a, I've given classes on it what I think it means, right? And they're educated classes. I'm not just making it up, right? But if you go farther enough back, even that's probably not exactly right. I usually think of it like the way I usually think of it to my mind is the shakti of a, of a month. Like imagine like a like a what is a when you pull a pin and throw it, a grenade, right? There's shakti inherent in the grenade, but the pin holds it together. Until you pull out the pin, then the shakti is not released, right? It's not living. It's potentially there, right? So the pin, the shak, the, the kilakam, the pin or the key, turns it on or unleashes it and makes it potent. And so sometimes what happens, we, we get a mantra or we chant the mantra, right? And not much happens. And in tantra, this is more not in devotional school, but in tantra. Uh, mantra, the shakti has to, the mantra chaitanya, the mantra shakti, the consciousness of mantra has to be awakened or the pin has to be opened, right? And so what happens, we have, we do, um, it's called purusharana, 
where you take a mantra, let's say like Namashivaya, it's a five-lettered or six-lettered mantra, right? And so you do 100,000 per syllable. So you take a vow, in 40 days I shall do um, uh, 600,000 Om Namah Shivayas, right? And you very strict rules. You have to do it from certain minutes. I mean, you can't one, one seat, one type of cloth. You have to be fasting. You have to be strict celibate, strict vegetarian. You have to um, not speak in a foreign language. There's all these rules. You have to do puja every day. You have to bathe three times a day. And you, and, and you do it. And it's, it, the purpose of it, you're purifying the mantra that the mantra Chaitanya can open. The mantra Shakti can, can pop. Daima, daima. So the um, uh, um, <coughs> I got six minutes. Um, with the Chaitanya can pop, uh, uh. or another thing that can happen is that by um, uh, the guru can give it awake, right? By the the guru's awake in the mantra, and he's given like it's like one thing I can teach you. Okay, here's a grenade, and this is the instruction how, what you have to do to, to get to open to to, to to arm it, right? Or I can Pull a pin and hand you the grenade. It says, "Have fun, careful." <laughs> right? You know, that, that, that the guru comes and gives the living mantra. Or sometimes it's like a grenade, pin or not pin, you throw it in the fire, it's going to explode. Right? Sometimes the mind of the devotee of the sadhak is ready. So this is an example when Sri Ramakrishna would became a kali priest. He was initiated by in his family tradition. He had the Gayatri mantra when he was eight, nine years old. Right? And, probably, and, and we don't know the full details of his childhood. He was doing puja in his home, so he, he had his family traditional mantras. There's some research has been done in his who initiated in the family, but those things haven't been really remembered so much. But but when he when he got the job as Kali priest, right? You need a Shakti mantra. You can't do Kali puja without a Shakti mantra, right? And so uh, uh, so well, who's going to be the guru? Of course, Sri Ramakrishna himself is a guru of the age, but he had different gurus. You know, we think of Totapuri was his guru, and the Bhairavi Brahmani was his guru, Tantra guru, right? And then uh, Govinda uh, was his um, uh, 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 Sufi guru. He had his different gurus like that. Right, but none of these. We actually do know the name. There was a the, the, a, a well-known, appropriate um, um, uh, senior pujari, uh, and who was expert in tantra and like that. He was the one who had, who gave, who who would go to somebody to learn a kali mantra to do puja. So he had to do. So they went. It was done in the inner shrine, right? And so he, as he, there's a the, the mantra. We can only guess. We probably know the mantra, right? It's part of the Dakshinishwar tradition. Right, as it was chanted, before he even finished the first syllable, Sri Ramakrishna screams and jumps up. His hair stands on end. He screams and he jumps and he jumps onto the Kali and embraces Ma, starts crying. And the Guru freaked out. And he like, ah, and he runs off because he freaked out and left. So the story goes, if I remember the story properly. Right, it's like it's like the mantra was like it, 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 it even finished before he, the 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 power of the mantra was fully manifested. That picture is shown there, above Anthony's head. <laughs> right, uh, something like that. You know, like it's like that that when he embraced it, it was like the 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 fruit of the the power of the mantra. It was, it wasn't maybe the month he didn't do purusha under the mantra. And maybe the guru. It wasn't as a great. Of course, it was a great guru. To, to be the person to initiate Sri Ramakrishna and Kali Mantra is not an, a, a small thing, right? Right. Uh, but but the disciple was ready, right? Like like sometimes it's like like um, uh, uh, like like dry grass, dry grass, one spark it goes. Wet grass, you can as they say, you can you waste a whole box of matches, throwing it into wet grass, right? Nothing happens or wet matches, top of that. You can have wet matches or a wet grass, <laughs> right? So this is the kilakam. So that's the way I've understood the kilakam, but. 
it's uh, uh, Adi has been talking about and showing, sending me some things about. It's like it's like a a stake of like of, of, of a tent, and maybe to the ancient ritual of the of the uh, creating of the yagya stall during Vedic times of establishing you know, there'd be a central pole to hold the whole thing up and a set and a central rope and a central pin. And in Tibetan Buddhism, they have that three-sided dagger. You've seen something to use it. It's that's a reference to that. That's the kilakam. It's it's it comes into Buddhism from Vedic. This Vedic ritual thing, it, it was used to the the, 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 the the dagger or the or the or the pin was used to, to to measure and draw it out, and then was also used to kind of hold them, and then it was cut, and the whole thing collapsed and burnt. You know, there's a whole there's references to that. So it could be some some Vedic references that got absorbed into the tantras, perhaps, and then even into the Tibetan Buddhism like that. But it's also it's usually that's why I think it's in this in, in, in the navel because that's the center. Right, that's where our navel is, right? And even there's some because everybody wants to, any new mantra, any new any any puja you have to create, or it has to have a vinyoga mantra, it has to have a bija, and a, and, and and you look at it, that doesn't make sense. Why is it that that kilakam? But here it actually does make sense because also in the order here it's um hrim bijam humshiri kriin kilakam, right? It also in the the cl- cluster of mantras. Hrim, Hum, Krim, in certain Shakti mantras, in the Bij mantras, right? It's actually that's not the order. The order in the mantra would be Hrim, Krim, Hum. And the center is Krim, right? Which here is the Kilakam. It's a center, it's a center mantra, actually, often. And sometimes in a larger form, the, the Kilakam will be the center, in the center of the actual mantra will be the Kilakam, right? It's very interesting. I mean, it, it is very mysterious. It's actually one of the most mysterious things. And I can't wait for Adi to send us more because <laughs> it's a very fascinating topic. And I have one minute to finish it. <clears throat> so then, the the final thing I, I want to finish this section. Um, the uh, and then just like the dhyan, the 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 the, um, the uh, karnyasa and anganyasa, but how it's done with that same bijmanta cream connected to the vowels, because the shakti of a mantra in shakta tantra. The vowels, the vowels are Shakti, are, she, are, are, are Devi, and the consonants are Shiva, right? And Shiva without Shakti is Shava, right? You cannot pronounce a consonant without, a, without the vowel, right? So even in language, Shiva without energy, has not, it's nothing, right? So, you know, to have a Ka, you know, in Sanskrit, you do like that. You, you, you can have Ka, Ke, Ki, Ku, like that. But you have to assume, you always assume the inherent A. Uh, you know, you, because without it, you can't pronounce it. It's not pronounceable, right? We don't. It's kind of weird that in English we don't teach languages. In Spanish, in traditional Spanish, you taught it. My my mom said, yeah, we learned the vowels first, and then the rest of the consonants. That's how in Spanish how she learned in school. It makes no sense. How can you pronounce it? I mean, she told me how can you pronounce anything without learning the vowels? You know, it's a better way of studying. That's not how we learned it, though, right? But um, so <clears throat> we take the 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 kring sound and then attach it. To its vowel forms, kram, krim, krum, krim, kram, kra. Um, im, um, aim, aum, a. These are the, the traditional Sanskrit vowels, right? So with krim, it could be ram, rim, rum, rim, ram, ra. Or, you know, clean, clown, clean. You know, that we, it, every month it can be done, every beach month it can be done this way. So then we take the vowels, the forms of the shakti, and we put them on the fingers that we talked before. I won't go too much into this. Om kram angusta bhyanamaha. In the thumbs we worship kram. 
क्रीम थारदन बियम सोहा ओम क्रूम मदम बियाम बशत ओम क्राय मनामी का बियाम हुम ओम क्राम का निष्ठ बियाम बशरम खरा खर थार खरा पृष्ठ ब्रह्मस्तरा अंबोसाद द पॉम्स तराया फत देन अंगन्यासा द द द लिम्स ओम क्राम हृदयेनमा इन द हार्ट क्रम क्रीम शिरसे सोहा टॉप ऑफ द हेड क्रीम क्रूम शिकाए बशत इन द टफ्ट ऑफ हेयर वेयर द टफ्ट ऑफ हेयर शुड बी um shikaye krum vaushat om kraim kavachai on the shoulders or now here it means kavacham means um shield right protection kraim kavachai hum om kraum natratraya vaushat the three eyes kra with shiva and kali it's in in equivalent in for like krishna puja or ram puja it's just it's it's in his two eyes you do this instead of this because there the but here it's natraya vaushat Om kra astraya pat and, and kra as a weapon astraya and then you do pat and then we talked about this before om itik dikband om burvaswa itik dikbandana burvaswa means the three levels and you're going dikbandana means the ten directions so you're you're sealing every direction and from from the bottom up right the three bodies are from the three or the three realms right right dikbandana So that is the Anganyasa, uh, uh, Anganyasa, and then the final Mantra Samputita, which we also did when we when we were doing the, the the talk on on the on purification of the alphabet, where we we um, <coughs> Samputita we um uh, we fenced every syllable or every <coughs> you can you fence every syllable every syllable with cream or you fence cream with the syllables is the way of, of of purifying the alphabet or purifying the sound so here the mantra is fenced with om like for instance like for example kring sima dakshina kalikaye devye namaha so be om kring sima dakshina kalikaye devye namaha om om so you you've om beginning mantra om at the end om beginning and we won't go because we talked about what that uh, in our previous in the previous talk on what what is mant what makes mantras impure and how to purify this is one of the tantric Ritual ways to purify the impure mantra dosha. They say the the imperfections of the mantra that are caused by mispronunciation, not being initiated properly. It is uh, impurity due to our uh, death in the family, our own birth and death, and there's all kinds of reasons that are given. This is called prana shakti, the infusing a prana into the mantra to purify it. And fencing, when you fence something, you make it more powerful. Like you squeeze it. You know, if you take something, it's like imagine squeezing a balloon. It's like the way to get like, you know, it's it, so fencing a mantra. Has a quality of of doing something to the thing that you're. If you take two things and do this, the thing is going to do something, right? So you're. It's kind of that idea. Uh, and so we, <clears throat> there's different ways to do it. We do it with yoni mudra, right? At om kring om kring simatakshana kalagadevyedam om om kring simatakshana kalagadevyedam om, right? Because we're we're imagining that the 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 source of the mantra is coming from the womb of the universe itself. Right, and so, and our tongue is 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 speaking at that. It has a, a tantric symbolism also, although it's not the primary uh, focus. It's mostly to purify the mantra from its very source. And then, just like we did Om Kring Swaha, the three bodies, we do it again. Om Am Hum Pat Swaha. Om Am Hum Pat Swaha. Om Am Hum Pat. Vyapaka Nyasa. Total concentration with these beautiful mantras. So we'll end there. A few minutes late, but it's good because then we're set up exactly tour. Kali Dhyana. We actually the next week, God willing, the the long Dhyan mantra of Goddess Takshina Kali, which is really, 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 really cool, very uh, wonderful. This is our image is made after the images of Kali are made after this. 
Did it get recorded? Good. <laughs> I can't redo that. I can't do that again. Jai Ma, Jai Ma, Jai Ma. Thank you for your kind attention. I'm patient for going a little over. Yeah.